I'm not good music. Just the good stuff, baby. I'm curious to see if the Twitter thing is going to work now that the API is gone belly oh, up. Yeah. Fucking buck wild. You can't Google it. You can't Google tweets anymore. Oh, you can? Wow. Uh, part of like the API purge that they, they ripped out. He basically went in and like, you know how you're like afraid to touch the inside of your computer? Because yep. you're like, I want to pull this, but like I don't want to like completely mess up everything else. Uh, he went in and pulled all the wires, mm. uh, effectively. And so, yes, you can no longer use third-party APIs on Twitter, but that also includes the Google search engine. Interesting. That sucks. Interesting. Now, you know, I, I funnily enough, I've worked for data companies in sales for the past <laughs> two and a half years. And whenever Max hates data companies, yeah, yeah. Not, Max, <laughs> me data. too. Uh, I hope my employer's not listening. Um, but whenever the topic of APIs comes up, that's when like three dollar signs, like you know, it's like the Looney Tunes dollar sign starts popping out. I don't even really uh, know what APIs are. I just know that it gets it gets their instance to connect to our instance and talk to each other. Uh, but now I know exactly that right. you know, yeah, it, it, yep. That's I mean that's how I saw that's it. That's the definition. <laughs> yeah. So. It's it's interesting. Everyone's kind of up in arms, both Twitter and Reddit. Uh, both different reasons. Reddit's trying to be like you know economical. I feel like in in the right wing about it, uh, even if it's kind of sleazy. And, and Elon just doesn't know what he's doing. Uh, it's like a mixture of trying to make money and also not pay uh, like Google and stuff like that. Uh, so I don't know for for people who are like don't know what APIs are. Could someone explain it better than I just did? Um, because it took me years to understand it, and I sold it. So I mean, so it's say like- you have a basket of groceries. Okay. <laughs> Say you need to bring the groceries to the conveyor belt, but uh-huh. you need the basket to be specific to the groceries. So the basket um, is the API, and the groceries are the data, and the conveyor belt is the software. So uh-huh. when you need to put the groceries on the conveyor belt, the basket is special for that. That's an API. Wow. That's. I was going to say that, actually. So he took, <laughs> he took mine. Wow. Well, you now I know. know. Is this a bit? Oh, I know. Yeah, I, I actually do want to know. Yeah, right. So like the, the, the API is like the, the backend software, basically. So Reddit has an API. And uh, so the thing with Reddit, for example, is like Apollo was a third-party app that would interface and do a, what's called like a call, I think, or a send or whatever, uh, and basically reach out, pull Reddit's data, and then interpolated into the Apollo format. Yeah. And so what Reddit did was they said, all right, if you want to ping our API and you want to pull the, pull the data from our thing and then, you know, do whatever you want with it to make it work on your software, uh, we're going to ca- charge you like a hundred thousand dollars a day, basically. Yeah. I mean, shit. I, I, on one hand, it, uh, you know, I get Reddit's got to pay for that, for that data, but also on the other hand, buy that. <laughs> yeah. They run ads on Reddit. I know. <laughs> all the time. T- yeah, I just know like as being most part of, of the is. sales force, as being part of a sales force, when I tell my manager, oh, I got an API opportunity, they're like, holy shit. So I, I know that it's worth a lot. Uh, and Reddit's just trying to be, deciding to be kind of uh, shysty about it and starting to charge yeah. people now. Um, but so. they're not coming down on like people. They're coming down on like third-party app developers, which is like, right. it's like, if you wanted if you wanted people to give you money for Reddit, you should ask the users, not the people who are bringing Reddit to more users. Exactly. <laughs> I get that. Especially because, like, the guy who makes Apollo, like, they kind of, like, lied to him. And he has, like, the receipts of them being, like, we're not going to do this. And oh. 
Yeah. So, so, like a whole, so there's a whole drama in the Apollo. Just I'm a big Apollo fan. True. Yeah. I actually I haven't been on Reddit and since Apollo was was what I used. I remember Reddit put out and their own app like 20 years after Reddit was a thing. Yeah. Um, it's fine. That's, that's kind of when I dropped off. But yeah, wow. I, I I just use it to check discussion threads of certain. Uh, yeah, certain that makes it sound shady, but I use it to just uh, check. Like, I, I look TV up certain discussion. shows. <laughs> <laughs> well, I shit, when, whenever threads. Whenever I Girls Google Next Door season two. Yeah. Whenever I Google stuff, I, uh, I I usually tag Reddit on the end of it. And um, uh, I guess the subreddits are like protesting and shutting down because I, I yeah. can't yeah. get answers to, to questions that I had. Um, so, wow. If you want well, like technical help, uh, it's it you'd be like, why is this not working? And like you'll get a hundred AI generated terrible articles. It's like, have you sure. tried doing this? And like you type in Reddit at the end of it and you'll get one guy 10 years ago who's like, hey, my SolidWorks crashed because of this. And yeah. one guy figured it out. It's amazing every time. It's like the inventor of SolidWorks. It's just chilling on Reddit one day and he comments. Like literally, it, it's like that. Um, yeah. Well, John Dassault. <laughs> amazing. Well, we're big Redditors here. At Reddit. <laughs> <laughs> if, if y'all couldn't tell. Um, oh, three white guys in their 30s. <laughs> right? Yeah. Um, speaking of three white guys in their 30s, this is the Radish Podcast. <laughs> cast by three Woo! white guys in their 30s. This is episode 249. Um, I'm taking the reins this episode. My name is Tyler. And um, if you want to destroy my thre- uh, sweater, um, read my thread as I walk away. Nice. Uh, Tyler's taking the reins this episode. And I'm Will, also known as Roman Reigns. Ah. I am Sean. Gross. <laughs> <laughs> that's Sean, everyone. And that's Sean. Um, <laughs> 249 episodes. He doesn't have much to say anymore. Um, nope. Which is surprising right for now. a 30-year-old white guy. Uh, you usually can't. 31-year-old. 31-year-old. You 31, you're just like, oh, no one wants to listen to me anymore. Uh, that That's when that kicks in. The uh, self, it, yeah. uh, It's like the opposite of Glenn Danzig. Sean's got nothing to say. <laughs> uh, uh, did a podcast today. We've got uh, the. I want to talk a little bit about that painting of that pizza. You know, if it's a Tyler episode, we're going to be talking pizza or aliens. Uh, this one just happens to be a pizza episode. Uh, a, a race fail at the Peachtree Road Race. Uh, sad but hilarious. A uh, 76 year old woman woke up at her own funeral. That was one of the most shocking stories that I have read in preparation for this episode. I'm super excited to discuss with you guys. Uh, and then for good stuff, we're talking Death Loop. Will's talking Death Loop. Um, I'm doing the same exact thing I did the last episode. I'm talking about The Bear and then a reality show. Uh, and then Sean is going to be talking about his top 10 on Letterboxd so far this year. Uh, we're going to wrap things up. Uh, we just talked about threads a little bit there, referenced it. Uh, we're going to talk about all these Twitter clones that are popping up and how we feel about it. And um, Sean and I have both been on threads. We're uh, unfortunately early adopters, so uh, we, yep. we've got some opinions, and, and we'll uh, we'll tell you about that. Um, we'll see if Will might even be interested in uh, down getting an account after this episode. And then, lastly, um, in news that I probably would never have predicted on a bingo card for the year, uh, three <laughs> words that I would have never put together um, ever. I think uh, Suicide Squad Isekai. Uh, was announced at Anime Expo this past week. Uh, we're going to be talking about that, as well as coming up with our own sillier um, isekais, uh, or portal fantasies, as they're called in, in English literature, um, at the end of the episode. So, um, with that, why don't we go ahead and jump in? Uh, good news this week, Pompeii pizza painting. Have you guys seen this painting that they unearthed? I'm looking at it now. Pompeii explosion? That's definitely a pizza. It's, okay, so, just to preface... A painting was unearthed from from Pompeii, uh, where Are a lot still of pizzas, shit there. 
still finding shit there, um, yeah, including the the earliest depiction of a pizza uh, that that's ever. And and the real strict people are coming out and saying it's not a pizza. Tomatoes weren't around there then, and it's not mozzarella cheese. Those are the two <laughs> things you need for pizza. It's a flatbread with toppings and some sort of sauce on it. It's definitely an ancestor to pizza. Not only that, there is fruit on this pizza. There are dates on this pizza. And you know what uh, is, is uh, related to dates? Both are grown from palms. Pineapple. So <gasps> let's just say the age will put it to bed. Answered by the proto pizza bakers. Um, in fact, a lot of pizzas were baked all at once at a certain point on Pompeii. Um, but uh, unfortunately, none of those say, were eaten. Yeah. I mean, when <laughs> Vesuvius erupted, you could say a lot of those people were pizzas. Yeah. And baked. And baked. Uh, this is kind of a, a chicken egg situation because we have confirmation that pineapple is on pizza, but it also came from an Italian who were notorious liars and thieves. So exactly, <laughs> really, pretty this could be, killed them. This could be graffiti from like 1704. You know, uh, so this is they were having the argument of pineapples on pizza, or their, their equivalent of pineapples on pizza, all the way back then, and this was. A fan of the, the the dates on pizza that that uh, graffitied this. Well, here's the thing: I don't like pineapples on pizza, but dates on pizza I can get with. Mm. I like your good pizza date. <laughs> yeah, pizza dates are nice. Tyler, you brought up this is what, what could have been the funniest thing ever, which was, or, or Sean, whoever just said that the graffiti could have been from later. I'm sorry. Okay, I was I was, I was launched me into a portal fantasy. Um, <laughs> okay. Uh, whoever found this should have like a couple of years ago gone back. Dug it up, found it, and then added in Papa John saying the day of reckoning is here in Italian <laughs> and then reburied it for a couple of years and just waited. And then they dig up this realistic rendition of Papa John. Thus spoke Papa John. <laughs> Where else faced the day of reckoning more than Pompeii? <laughs> better ingredients, better pizza. Little Caesars, I think, is. would probably be a better, a, be, a little more uh, in in theme. But uh, wait, was Caesar around then? Caesar around then? I think Caesar was Italian history. Okay, but did they know about him? Like, what, was there like there wasn't like Twitter? He was he was just a pizza maker back then. He yeah, hadn't graduated. He only had one pizza. <laughs> he didn't get the second pizza until uh, around March thirteenth or so. He was still Little Caesar. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, pretty we cool. Least, that's, yeah, yeah, that's amazing. What a find! Of, uh, put that argument to bed. Hey, unfortunately, I Women, do think of that that one Demois post of just like I found a picture of a pizza in Italy. It's a likely place for it to be. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just I just realized I'm gonna have I have a really great conversation starter with a ton of women on Hinge uh, who. <laughs> But pineapple on pizza. Let's settle the debate. I can definitively settle it. Ever heard of Pompeii? Rest. <laughs> Ever heard of Pompeii? They put pineapple on pizza first, and God killed them all. <laughs> God carbonized. Get them. out of here! <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> we can all agree that no matter what the answer is, uh, pizza gatekeepers are like the worst people in the world, right? Oh, yep. Yeah. Just like I let you know, I'm not a let people enjoy things person, but like. Whatever, man. I'm not gonna order it. I'm a I'm a pepperoni guy, and if I'm feeling fun and fancy, uh, free, I'll get uh, green olives and sausage and pepperoni. But like, whatever. People, what 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 are you missing from your life that you're going online and being like, it's not real pizza if it doesn't use the New York tap water? It's like <laughs> it's, you are the saddest person. Pizza's pizza. 
Okay. Just like let yeah. Me, yeah. Chicago, am, uh, New York, uh, it's all amazing. If uh, if I do hear someone talk about putting ketchup on a hot dog, I, my stomach d- does still kind of curdle a bit. But like, I get it. You're allowed. Like, yeah. It's like people are. I'm not gonna stop. So I'm not gonna slap it out of your hand. Just be like, it's not for me. It's too sweet, yeah. but okay. That's what entering your 30s brings. It's just kind of like it's not for me, but it's for you. Serenity. So be it. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah. Okay. Let, let's take a we've lost Tyler. how many how many americans put ketchup on it's one thing if it's like oh you know what new metal not my thing but being like ketchup on on hot dogs you might be into it but it's not my thing you yeah. is the majority i don't know but i think the serenity I, it's the the serenity to accept the things i cannot change exactly mm. you know but i do and, hear you know i i Tyler, you're right. I do hear a lot of people ask for ketchup on hot dogs. You look up a picture of a hot dog, as I do often, and you do see ketchup on it. True. And while that personally offends and disgusts me, <laughs> I understand it. I get. And I'm going to be honest with you. I don't even put ketchup on my hot dog, but I know there's people out there. There are. They don't know. And you know, eight year old nephew. Yeah. They don't you know, know how good it is without ketchup, though. They haven't had yeah. a hot dog with just onions and mustard. Yeah, just get, like get a little a, mustard, a little relish. Ooh, get a child to eat an onion. Just try. Oh, here we go. Coleslaw on a hot dog? Uh, Ooh. I would have that. Ooh, it slaps. A little crunch. A little sweet. That's the thing. The hot dog is already sweet. You don't need a sweet condiment. You need sour or savory. Mm. I've got hot dogs in the barrel left over from 4th of July. (laughs) The barrel of hot dogs. I've got a barrel barrel? of hot dogs. (laughs) An old wooden uh, cast. And I'm excited to get into some leftover hot dogs. Not leftover. dogs in the barrel. sounds like I have a Tupperware full of hot dogs. (laughs) loose <laughs> i should start taking hot dogs to work in a ziploc bag it'd be less weird if i made these <laughs> i found this I'm, I'm excited for further hot dogs in my uh, immediate future i don't know how we got to that for pizza but here we it, are it's the gatekeeping hot dogs are the american pizza let's be true let's be they honest. are it's the it's july 4th we gotta talk about hot dogs Exactly. That's fine. Like it was invented at, you know, Polo, the Polo Grounds uh, for a Brooklyn Dodgers game. Uh, and hot dogs, we've had them since. And we love them. We, we praise God for them. We do. I, I never want to eat a hot dog less than after watching the uh, hot dog eating competition, though. Yeah, I will really, say. They don't romanticize it there. <laughs> it's a hard to disagree. When they dip the hot dog in the water. <laughs> Sean, come on. They dip the hot dog in the, and they do the intense it's strategy. Like, close up on people's faces as they're doing That's it. like saying like, like, oh man, I never want to play golf less than when I watch the basketball. No. No. You're watching no. the best people do the thing and then you're like, yeah, I could do that. Tomorrow Golf's afternoon. not gross. Golf's not gross. How I play yeah. it's gross, but when you watch it, it's not gross. When I never got the I never got the eating competition thing is gross thing. Like I can watch it and I'll be like, this is incredible. Maybe it's because I watched a lot of Ripley's Believe It or Not as a kid, but like I watched Joey Chestnut down sixty something hot dogs in ten minutes. I'm like, this is a it's, you know, this is a it, master at his craft. I, I agree. Joey Chestnut's amazing. It is incredible, it's like full the hero. thought of it. But when you like listen to someone slurp a hot dog for the first time, you can never unhear it. They well, I don't co- have like the red zone of the Nathan's hot dog on. <laughs> I just watch the normal stream. I just keep it like the commentators. I don't have no. The they zoom right in on that shit. You Nathan's see the red, red zone. viscera dripping <laughs> thought, down their fucking. <laughs> I thought it was canceled this year, so I didn't even like tune in to watch because it, like, of the rain at Coney Island. But apparently, you sleep want. there anymore. <laughs> and I don't let you sleep anymore on the beach at Coney Island. 
Uh, one got year, Joey Chestnut. I don't know why Nathan's the sponsor who sells hot dogs and nothing else approved this, but one year they, they said, I bet you're wondering what 60 hot dogs looks like all together. And they took 60 hot dogs with buns and basically blended them and put them in like a vat. And they were like, this is, <laughs> this is the chewed volume of 60 hot dogs. And I was like, oh. <laughs> that really killed it for me. I was like, ah, oh, just. I, I feel like I've said this before on the show. And I understand what we're talking about is relevant, but like I'm the type of person I do not care how the hot dog is made. I yes. you can show me like I'm fine with this that. is what they're eating, and I'm like, yeah, but it, it looks cool and it's impressive and it tastes good. So like whatever, like you it's can show me eating. 76 processed hot dogs to be like this is what's in Joey Chestnut's stomach immediately after the competition. Like, man, I, I you fucking got the belt right. I don't care. Yeah, I. I don't care how they're made, but something about seeing them digested creeps me out. <laughs> I get it. I get it. There are, there are levels. Yeah, I, I'm fine. They're like, you know, hot dogs have like pig ears in them. And I'm like, yeah, probably. Yeah, it it's, tastes it's, great. It's not, I don't care. It's not like cow leg is better. Yeah. When you think about it, it's all pretty weird. Uh, if it tasted like fair. pig asshole, I'd be like, oh, man, hot dogs are gross. But it doesn't. It tastes like hot dogs. I'm going to eat more. Mm-hmm. And we we hit uh, the twenty minute mark at pig asshole, so we should we should keep this uh, <laughs> keep this trade rolling. Speaking of um, Elon Musk, <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> ew, God, this this debate needs to be settled another day. Uh, we would take a whole episode talking about hot dogs, seventy hot dogs, and a big warm glass of milk. Just, Ooh, just sit out. You can bring your own it. liquid. You can bring your own liquid. Um, I don't think I'd bring milk though. Uh. Peachtree Road Race also happened on July 4th this past uh, past it. weekend. Uh, before we get in, into the story, shout out Colby Higgins, friend of the show, who was uh, in the, the Peachtree Road Race, participated and did really well. Shout out Colby. Hell yeah, Colby. Um, this, 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 uh, this runner was also doing very, very well, but unfortunately blew it at the end, thanks to the cops. Um, I guess they were, yeah, they were running towards the finish line. Uh, they were following behind, a, you know, a cop that was kind of leading the race who decided, I'm going to turn off right here. And as the cop he turned did the off, right thing. not to defend the police, but he was like, I'm not going to go over the finish line on a motorcycle. What are they going to do? Give him the, <laughs> the gold. Medal. He wasn't going to break the ribbon on a motorcycle. Oh, the ribbon. She no, was ribbon. first. That's, <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. Um, but this, this poor woman followed the cop uh, just one turn too early <laughs> and <laughs> lost out on a lot of money. It's like 10K or something like that that yeah. you get for winning this thing. Um, but damn, not, so funny. I've run it before. I cannot overemphasize how hard it is to get lost on this race. Oh, I yeah, I would not be surprised. It is I, I down, know from Colby, it's hard period. It's like at low inclines and yeah. low de- like it's just hard on you. Um yeah. Dang. It's hot, but I mean, she was like you run towards a giant finish line on a main street in Atlanta and she turned I know where exactly where she turned. She turned on one of those like side streets where like the the daycare center is on off mm-hmm. of a uh, 10th 10th 14th 10th 10th and uh yeah it's it's you have to really make a conscious effort to to make a right turn there it's not <laughs> it's not intuitive she was I, tunnel vision here's the thing you've run a marathon i've i've never run a marathon i will probably never run a marathon but if i run a marathon and i get to the end i don't think i'll be thinking clearly i'll just be thinking god damn oh, I yeah. need to get this shit over with I just know? if you're running alongside someone on a motorcycle and they turn right like if you're running alongside them for miles on end and they turn right I get it. It's, it's I, only I still, six miles. I, and she'd run it before. 
Yeah, is, 10, you know. 10K though, 10K, missing out on that sucks. Uh, if I had followed a cop and he screwed me over like that, I would have reached for his gun, let's be honest. <laughs> um, <laughs> You'd be too tired too. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Can you hand me your gun? <laughs> <laughs> Give me your gun, I'm mad. <laughs> Asking a cop, okay, can I borrow that? I'm angry. She's <laughs> <laughs> at <that> Best Buy. <laughs> kid, kid in the, the, the cargo shorts and Zelda shirt. Can I borrow that? <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's, yeah, truly unfortunate. A real bummer to see. Um, hopefully, you know, she comes back next year and is able to redeem herself or... Goes on to another uh, city marathon and aces it. But yeah, geez. It's not a marathon. It's only, t- it's only 10K. I don't know what these things are. I don't run. Marathon's 26.3 <laughs> miles. Thank it's all the you. same to me. It's running. Exactly. That's like, like running for a long distance. I think a marathon's 13K. Okay. Jesus. Maybe, maybe more. I remember I drinking know. a sports drink when I was a kid called 10K. So. <laughs> and I played NBA 2K. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Marathons too long, weights way too heavy. Uh, <laughs> final, uh, final good news story here. We got uh, this one's shocking. Seventy-six-year-old uh, woman uh, who unfortunately suffered both a stroke and a heart attack, less than ideal, uh, was pronounced <laughs> dead at the hospital, and had gotten to the point where the funeral was happening five hours into the funeral. Which holy shit, that is a long funeral. Five Start hours your, into the fu- it had five, been like wake into funeral. Yeah, yeah. Well, there was, was a wake, wake in the funeral. <laughs> yeah. there was yeah, a week after was. yeah yeah it certainly was uh yeah was she awake. they what every just I, I i'd be mortified if i was at a funeral and started hurt hearing knocking on the cop like hello um yes yeah they were everyone was shocked they rushed her to the hospital um the article says that she's still at the hospital she's fine for her life but i mean at this point she's cheated death so <laughs> why would you take her back to the hospital because they, pronounced, <laughs> they pronounced her dead when she wasn't. Send her back. I know. I, I hope they went to a different hospital. Finish the job this Put time. White out on her death certificate. <laughs> being like, <laughs> I think. I think if you if a hospital messes up that much, you should be allowed to be dead. Like you should be allowed to like legally be dead. All of your debts go away. Start, Start over. Pick over. a new name. Yeah, um, yeah, that's your that's your birthday now. Like that's <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's no longer seventy six. She's zero. Uh, the, Lord, <laughs> the good Lord put her back. Nine month old infant. <laughs> but then she dies in December, and it's like nine month old infant passes away of old age. For sale, baby shoes, seventy six. <laughs> baby shoes worn for baby shoes worn. <laughs> oh, well man. worn. Um, damn. That's. I mean, that's got to be a great feeling for the people attending the funeral. Being just like, oh, oh. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. If, if you wake up at your own funeral, are you popping up like, guys, I'm alive? Or are you sitting there for a second and being like, what's the funniest way I can do this? <laughs> do you, I'd sit you up and said, hell did not want me. <laughs> hell was full. Hell was full. Hell was full. That's right. <laughs> I'd I'd I'd, yeah. <laughs> I think I would I would listen in. I would hear the eulogies and I would see, you know, try to sneak a peek at everyone that came by. And um, and then like as like people were filtering out, I think like because there is a moment I feel like. Before, like, as the people walk out and before the pallbearers come in, you can just, like, just sneak out of the the, the casket. And you can <laughs> you just, like, join the crowd. You're alive. Oh, yeah. If you show exactly. up as they're lowering the casket and be like, so who's in there? 
You'd be a legend. <laughs> Stand at the back of tap, my funeral in a cloak. You tap the priest on the shoulder like, oh, what's going on this then? You're British. Um, and you just, <laughs> that's what happens when you die and come back. You come, that's why yeah, I'm every back. British person. Exactly. <laughs> that's why they sound like that. Every British person is a dead person who's come back to life. They're all skeletons. Uh, <laughs> And then you just go on living. Uh, but it seems like, unfortunately, this woman may have minutes to live. Uh, yeah. So, you know. She's on borrowed time at this point. Like, well, the, the Grim Reaper gave her some time. It uh, maybe help. she just, like, won a good chess game. And he's like, all right, you got seven days. It didn't <laughs> help right, cool. that the uh, the graveyard staff hit her with a shovel when she popped back up. That's real. <laughs> <laughs> He probably would have had another month if it wasn't for that. <laughs> Do you think that comes into training when you like train learn to be a grave digger? Just like this is what we <laughs> put them back it's down. It's, it's like, Do you think be good enough? Is this a recurring problem? And this is why funerals in Ecuador are five hours long, just to give you the chance to come back. <laughs> yeah. just, you sure? This is, you sure you're dead in there? All right, it's like it's like waiting for the TA to show up. It's like, we'll give them five hours, yeah. and if they don't come to, then we know it's good, but we don't trust the hospitals. Yeah. This, this reminds me of a factoid I learned on a ghost tour. Um, I don't know if you guys are familiar. <laughs> <laughs> I lived in Savannah. I that should be, that is the episode <laughs> title. This reminds me of a factoid I learned on a ghost tour. Uh, back in... Yield times, I don't know, um, colonial times when doctors couldn't tell, you know, I, these this guy might be dead or might not be dead. And they started digging up coffins with like nail marks on it and shit. They started burying people with little uh, twine on their yes. fingers and it went up through the ground and onto a bell. Uh, and that's how you know if, if the person was alive and fighting for their life down there. Yeah. Um, that's where the phrase that rings a bell comes from. I don't believe you. I, do. I don't believe you. I, I have heard that. That is exactly where it's come from. How has that gone from that to having an idea or from, the, to remembering it, it something? It brings it back to life for you. It's like, oh, yeah, that. Oh, really uh, shit. That's exactly where that comes from. Don't wow. fucking question me on where fun little. I don't, you've actively from. lied. To I know all of this them. podcast. I, that is true. But usually I tell you, don't look it up, Tyler. But this time okay. I'm telling you, you can look it up. Look it up. That is where it comes from. Okay. Uh. I, I've told this story before, I think, but I'm going to tell it again. I wasn't going to, but now that we're doing this, I have to. We're 249 um, episodes in. Who who remembers? My sister, when she was like, one of her first memories, <laughs> one of her first <laughs> memories when she was like two, was waking up at her own funeral. Was uh, <laughs> uh was uh, my grandmother was like, did you know? that Abraham Lincoln was buried alive. And when they dug him up, there were claw marks on the inside of the casket. And that's like one of her first memories is like, Oh man, being two that's years old story. and learning that Abraham Lincoln, I don't even think that's true. Tried no. to claw his way out of the grave. No, <laughs> I don't no, know why when you're shot, was, like, man was shot in the back of the head. He yeah, was done at the for. base of your skull. <laughs> where a lot of stuff goes on there. I don't think that he came back. I don't know why my and grandma was, was like, my toddler grandchild is going to like this story, but it's traumatized her. <laughs> I can't I can't wait for that, man, of just having grandkids and you just tell them whatever the fuck you feel like that day. Has she read Lincoln and the Bardo? No, she has not. She should. I'll, I'll she listens to the show. <laughs> if you're listening... Read Lincoln and the Bardo. It's great. It's not about Abraham Lincoln, but just wait for the movie. Just wait for about movie. it's about it's him and Bridget Bridget Bardo's relationship in France in the seventies. Mm. <clears throat> Alrighty, uh, thirty minutes into the episode, 
why don't we go ahead and hop on to uh, show and tells for this week. Does anybody want to start us off? Yeah, I had my funeral this week and I woke up. Whoa! Whoa! I went to Sean's funeral and no one knew you. <laughs> <laughs> Whose funeral is this? <laughs> Sean is the, the little sandwiches. <laughs> it's the changing of the guard every hour. Unknown Chonger. <laughs> I'm going to have pirouettes. Not pirouettes. What are the, the pinwheels? There we go. I'm going to have pirouettes. pirouettes. Doing ballet spins. No, I mean, I'm going to have like, the little pirouettes, the little, the little pastry. Uh, I, 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 Sean, uh, solemnly swear on this day, July 6th, 2023, to have little pirouettes at my funeral on August 13th, 2036. <laughs> it's coming up. Uh, That's pretty soon. Speaking of death, I have a good show and tell. Wow. Yeah. Uh, so I played this game. It's on. It was on PS5. It was an exclusive. Now it's not. Now it's on Game Pass and PC as well. Uh, you can play it too, and I encourage you to because it's one of my favorite games I've played in the past couple of years. Uh, it is called Death Loop by Arcane Studios. Um, it is a game that I will say was destroyed by weird and bad marketing because they didn't know how to advertise it. And mm. I'm honestly have been practicing trying to explain it because it's a weird unique game that I think is you kind of have to play for yourself. But uh, the premise is you play as a guy named Colt. You are living on this island called Black Reef, which is like a 60s era millionaire hideaway island. And you are caught in a time loop where you're experiencing the same day over and over and over again. And so is the rest of the island, but they don't realize it. Um, the uh, so in order to break the time loop, the the time loop is somehow anchored to the eight founders of the island, and so to get out of the time loop, you will have to assassinate all eight within the same loop. Otherwise, if you don't get them all, the loop will restart, and the day will they will all come back to life. Uh, it is impossible to assassinate them all at first because the island has lots of different districts and lots of different time periods, and the eight founders have their own schedule they stick to, so you have to figure out where they're all going to be at different times, and sometimes they're at different parts of the island during conflicting times. And so kind of the meat of the game is investigating these people, finding out their routines, and doing things around the island to kind of herd them together. Like, there's a party at one scene where a bunch of the founders go to and there's one guy who's only available at night only during the party scene but he's in his lab and so you have to like tail him kill him read his notebook find out that he got a notification from a scientific instrument that morning so then on your next loop you can go through break the instrument and then he'll be at the party in the next loop mm-hmm. oh so it's it's basically my idea for groundhog day 2 where bill murray has to kill ned ryerson but mm-hmm. um uh, a little bit a little bit more tasteful Bing. Bing. Uh, yeah. So you're, this whole game, you're just like, it's also like kind of a roguelike uh, gear element where like when you pick up a gun, when the loop resets, your guns are all lost, but you can pay a currency to infuse them to get them out of the time loop. So every loop you're picking up guns and picking up buffs and stuff and like deciding which ones you want to keep for future loops. You can pick mm-hmm. up rare guns and like spend a bunch of currency to like keep it. So every loop you're getting better and better gear and better and better buffs. And there's lots of, you can, you can play hacky like and like do turrets and stuff. You can play like stealthy, uh, arcane did dishonored, which is these really like, cool assassination type games. Uh, so there's lots of, it's, just, it's called an immersive SIM. There's lots of like different ways to tackle every problem and you can, you can, there's lots of different really creative problem solving things you can do. Uh, what I like about this game is there's a character in the game named Juliana. Juliana is also aware of the time loop and is actively hunting you. And at times during the game to kind of mix it up, she will show up in the game and try and mess you up and can kind of try and sabotage your assassination attempts. What's cool about Juliana is that she is another player in real time. 
Um, you can oh. When you start the game, you can either play the campaign or you can play as Juliana and just invade random people as Juliana. And so when someone shows up, you are having a 1v1 firefight while also doing your assassination games. And very cool. I like it a lot. It's not like a perfect game. It got weird reviews. It either got like fives or tens from everyone, depending on how they like yeah, it. Yeah. But um, one of my favorite concepts for a game, I'm having a ton of fun. It's a game. It's I, I streamed a little bit of it for, uh, for, for Producer Pre. And I realized quickly it's not a good game to watch because the plot is basically you just messing around and like reading documents. Um, but it is cool. A lot of lore. Like, there's lots of lore, lots of like, I wonder if this will work. Oh, neat. Lots of like looking for secret passageways, lots of tooling around with its powers. But it's uh, yeah, the most fun I've had in a while. It's so much fun. It really scratches my brain in a good way. One of my favorite games I've played. Amazing. I remember when that game came out and there were like some really ardent fans. Like the the people who loved that game fucking loved that game. Yeah. Um. So very cool. It just now came on all the different consoles. So it it's, out, it's like a renewed. Because I'd be worried about not enough people out there wanting to play the gal. You know. Oh, uh, there's an AI option. Oh, okay. that's why you can play it as, as oh. a PC too. So if, if you don't want, you can also set it so only your friends can invade you if you want. If you have friends playing it. Um. So yeah, but yeah, it hit Game Pass. I think I don't know when it came out on Game Pass, but. It did receive some updates and some new weapons and stuff too when it came to all consoles. But yeah, it's still pretty active. Very cool. Love a game nice. pass game. Um, I'll go really quick. I'll try and go as quick as I can. I got three uh, that I want to get through. Number Ooh. one, Hulu just added Dragon Ball Z Kai. And Hell yes. uh, I haven't watched Dragon I haven't watched Dragon Ball Z since uh freaking middle school on VHS tapes. And I remember like doing the fusion dance with kids on the playground and, and all that. So <laughs> I've been super I've been like, oh my god, I, I want to get back now. into this. DBZ Kai has not been on any streaming platform. I literally downloaded it off of the Pirate Bay. Uh no, not Pirate Bay, because that's all like Freaking viruses now. I literally downloaded half the half the series before they just added it to Hulu. Uh, so I'm partway through the Namek saga right now. Um, they also added Dragon Ball GT, so I might get into that too. I never watched that one, but uh, it looks pretty badass. Um, next. The fans love it. What? The fans love GT. It's their favorite. Oh, dude. I, I, it, those, those were like the sickest looking Gokus uh, with the red fur. and uh, Maybe I'll talk about it when I get there. Uh, but I, but uh, I got a long ways to go through uh, DBZ Kai. And it's good because it's cut out. It cuts out the episodes where they're just yelling at each other. It's just clips of yelling at each other. And Sean, you said you're watching One Piece and those filler episodes yeah. can freaking kill you. Um, yeah. Also, uh, similar to Dragon Ball Z, maybe on the same caliber, uh, The Bear <laughs> Season 2 uh, had just <laughs> dropped. Had just dropped before the last episode. And uh, I stayed up late on a school night watching the first three episodes. <laughs> I think and absolutely loved it. Uh, finished it out last week, and um, God, it's so good. Um, it's again, it's the USA Network of, of shows. So many good characters, and that's really yeah. what it's kind of this season's hinging on. Is every different episode? Uh, you know, there's there's you know there's the goal of season two, which is a big spoiler for season one, which Will hasn't watched yet. So I'm not going to say you know what the overall plot of the season is, but it focuses in on every single character uh, from the first season that you just fall in love with because they cast such good freaking actors that that are really kind incredible. of kind of no names um some more than others before yeah. I, I mean you know mainstream mainstream folks don't know who maddie madison is um no. and uh but uh yeah so season two had some of the best episodes of television that i have seen in a long Ooh. time i will say that succession finale season finale is the best season of tv still for me so far Ooh. um this year uh, just because it's the ending of a fantastic series, you know, it's going to be really hard to beat, yeah. especially that f the series finale episode is so fucking good. Uh, and yeah, the episode well, you're before in that. for a treat. 
you're in a treat in for a treat in both both uh, Succession and the Bear uh, yeah. because uh, season two has there's one episode uh, with the cousin from the show. I'm not doing any spoilers or anything like that. Yeah, um, go for it. Cousin, cousin what, Oliver. What, what's his name? Um, Oliver. Evan Moss Bacharach or Richie. Richie. Cousin Richie. Richie has his own episode and people online are saying it reduced them to tears. It is fantastic. There's another episode with so many cameos that you would never expect, but these cameos are going to make a run for freaking awards at the end of the year. And I'm not even exaggerating here that there is an episode that is so incredible. It's a slice of life episode that you, from beginning to end, you're like, God damn, like I've never seen anything like it before. Uh, so fantastic excited. finale, great writing. Um, I saw it was created by the creators of Rami. Uh, which I never gave oh. Rami a shot, uh, but I know that that also won some awards that season. And Rami actually directed an episode. Rami himself directed an episode oh, wow. of, of the show this season. So um, I definitely recommend it. I recommend season one. I think I mentioned on last episode, I watched it, half of it to Japan and half of it from Japan. Um, nice. I know Sean's watching it once a week. It's it's weird yeah. how they released this series all at once because it can it's be such a bingeable show, but there's some really heavy moments. And it's just really, really, you know, it's it's like, Watching a whole Breaking Bad season at once for the first time, yeah. it wouldn't it wouldn't work as much as watching it every you know whatever Thursday or whatever it was on AMC. Um, it certainly rewards a week to week watch. Like it does. is our because initially we watched episode one of season two and I was like I can't do one week, one a week. Let's do episode two Sunday night. And so we did episode three last week and now we're on episode four this week. But I think I'm going to keep it to one a week just because it's it's especially it's for nice to week. look forward to. Bear Thursday, you know, it's like, all right, Thursday's here. It's time for the new episode of the Bear. Um, nice. But yeah, co-signing Tyler, it's uh, fantastic. The soundtrack is, as a thirty-year-old man, is one of the best in I, I think in, of any t- television show on right now. Um, Season two is a marketing soundtrack. Wild the marketing soundtrack. uses "Strange Currencies" by REM from their album Monster. This is a song that I've wanted at my wedding for years. It means the world to me, and to hear it just like show up as like, "Oh, the Bear Season Two," and you hear Michael Stipe just shout, "I don't know why you're mean to me." Uh, <laughs> it's just a fucking beautiful show. It's, I will say, and I know it. I think it peters off. There were times I, I think I said when I watched the premiere. The Bears, Ted Lasso, for people who don't like Ted Lasso, I think that still applies. Um, but hey, if you don't like Ted Lasso, watch The Bear because it's it's going to give you like the same thing, but you're going to like go in it with your like cynical, like Ted Lasso's too wholesome and saccharine yeah. for me. And you watch The Bear and you're like, no, this is great. It is like, I truly did not think going into season one that I would enjoy it as much as I did. And I do. And season two is still just like fantastic. And I'm excited to like keep going with it the next couple weeks. I thought it was funny. You texted me that the first few episodes reminded you of Ted Lasso and you also tweeted about it. And both me and someone on Twitter, I forget who it was, both assumed that meant you didn't like season two. Um, the first few episodes are kind of saccharine, but yeah. it, it kind of gets back just, into it, that. It's just saccharine. It's just like the the characters being like, oh, it'll be okay. It's only like two happy episodes of the series. Like, yeah, that's, but to be that's fair, what I'm expecting. It's, it's a good follow up to what happened at the end of season. We're, we're, we're talking stuff that we can yeah. talk in front of Will about. It's yeah. a good show. Well, you're going to love it. Uh, yeah, it's it's uh, I recommend anybody catch, catch it because it's going to be talked about during award season. For it's sure. going to get you into Wilco also. So I had oh, yeah, like Wilco. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Is, the, is the bear Midwest emo Ted Lasso? I would say Midwest alt rock. Okay. It's not Midwest emo, but it, it does take place in Chicago. Yeah. And it does show the Yankee Hotel Foxtrot buildings a lot. Um, so it's it's going to give you like really cool, like instrumental hip hop. But also Wilco and REM, and I think Radiohead. 
There's a Radiohead. Famous uh, Radiohead needle drop. Famous yeah. Chicago bands, REM and Radio. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, one more show. One more show. I that that I, I know, Sean. You're you're also going to co-sign uh, as well as oh, well. Yeah. I think I saw Will post about it too in in, uh, in our group chat. I did. Uh, claim to fame. I'm sure a lot of folks Ooh. listening. If if you're online, if you're on Twitter, uh, you've probably or Instagram, you've probably seen the clip of Tom Hanks' cousin uh, being revealed in the first episode. This isn't a spoiler. Niece. They're, they use this to promote the show. Uh, niece. That's right. Niece. Uh, getting found out that she's Tom Tom Hanks' niece and uh, pitching a fit, literal fit, and uh, really really great reality reality content uh it's a show that's set in the bachelorette household uh but it's is that uh, what that family. is yeah yeah it is it's using bachelorette and a bunch of other movies is there a zip line um, Shit. not Wait. a zip line the bachelorette reality show yeah that's the main oh. the bachelorette uh 100 oh, that Wow. Um, or maybe just the exterior shots are. I don't know. Um, when I was looking at doing Wikipedia and stuff like that, I've said that. Um, but uh, so the show is everyone who's participating in the show are some family members of some famous person. And really, the goal of the show was to figure out who is a family member, who, who's the famous person uh, the, the the family member is related to. There's a bunch of silly little like competitions and stuff that take place. It's hosted by uh, Kevin and Frankie Jonas. Uh, the bonus Jonas. He the goes bonus by Franklin Jonas. now. Franklin, sorry. I know him as Frankie from Ponyo. They made him um, they made it very <laughs> obvious he's going by Franklin in season two. He went by Frankie season one, but now season two, he's like, I'm Franklin Jonas. I'm like, you're not fucking fooling anyone. Time has passed. Um, yeah. I what I really appreciate about this reality show is usually when you get celebrities involved with the reality show, it's like C D E F, you know, celebrities. Yeah. But the best way to skirt around that is to get really freaking famous celebrities' relatives, because they ain't doing nothing. Uh yeah, to, to come and participate on this. Uh and and they still somehow the casting finds the funniest freaking people, the most conniving people. Uh there's really great drama that, that you wouldn't necessarily expect from a show like this. Uh, but it's great. It's yeah. it's fun. Um, it's it's the first season they like started it off with telling you i think about 90 percent of the contestants who they were related to so you can be like in the dramatic irony like oh cool yeah i know you're kiki palmer sister and all that <laughs> um but like now season two they're like we're not going to tell you shit and also we've got even like wilder people with even more like strategic minds it's a blast uh and especially like looking at people being like yeah like you're you feel like you're playing along because you yeah. look at someone and you're like i feel like he's related to john mayer in some way but then like someone drops off as like no he's related to like a 70s pop star and then peyton and i called her mom to be like hey there's this guy on the show that is like related to a pop star and he kind of looks like this and she shouted the name back to us i don't want to spoil it for anyone but oh, she don't, was like I don't know. oh it must be this person and we we're like of course it is yeah. Um, and it's just like the way of like, we're also discovering these people as like the contestants are, it's captivating. And the challenges are fucking buck wild because they could just do whatever they want. They, they walk it, across it, Legos. They got, yeah, tortured. it goes from like the mole to like survivor to fear factor. And like yeah. either it's like intrigue or endurance or just gross out. And they make these people do whatever they want, man. It's, it's truly wild. I don't recognize you. You're John Benet Ramsey's mom. <laughs> <laughs> that spoiler alert for season two. They just got all the Ramseys, <laughs> including the missing one and Dave Ramsey. <laughs> <laughs> the winner of the season is just John Benet Ramsey. <laughs> oh, you're John Benet Ramsey's mom's daughter. 
<laughs> oh! <laughs> it's going to make 60 minutes that week. <laughs> I want to know if Borat's wife's on there. I hear a lot about her. Uh, I like. <laughs> Thank you, producer <laughs> Peyton. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, so I'll go real quick next. I just looked it up. I have currently a top 10 list of my 2023 favorite movies of the year start so far. It's, I absolutely am. Who okay. do you think I am? Start at one. Uh, Lists online start at not one. And I'm like, one. well, now I don't want to know no, the we're rest counting of the it down. Yeah, we, want the, we want the suspense. Uh, but this is basically, I wanted to do this because it's the middle of the year. It's before all the big summer blockbusters. It's before I see Dead Reckoning Part 1. It's before I see Barbie. It's before I see Oppenheimer. It's before all the art house movies. Insidious? Fucking can and Sundance. I haven't seen Insidious yet. It's before all of, I see all of these. So, leading up into, what was that? June what 20 whenever uh recently these are my top 10 movies of the year so far liable to change top and number 10 cocaine bear really uh, fun yeah fun uh more than what it says on the 10 drags on for a bit there's two bears the concept in a weird way but entertaining for sure good gore good fun uh number nine the flash uh despite everything everything so much working against it still a fun movie probably I don't feel too controversial saying this. My favorite DC movie. Well, Birds of Prey might still take number one. But all the Batman still count. It's not in the universe, but I didn't. I mean, I mean, that's fair. I didn't care for you know the Batflex movies either way. Oh, you know, I don't count those. Yeah. Number eight, Knock at the Cabin. M Night Shyamalan. Oh, yeah. Did pretty well. It's uh, it the ending wasn't that great. I talked about Paul Tremblay's other book, uh. uh Ghosts, a head full of ghosts a couple weeks ago and I hated and I only read it because I was like, I liked his ending of Knock of the Cabin more. Turns out he, he's a worse writer than Shyamalan. Number seven, and this may surprise you, that it's the, the bottom half. Bo was afraid. <gasps> I'm not surprised. Left me with a weird taste you're the in only, my mouth. You're the only one who liked that movie. I, it was, I, what did I put it at? I think I gave it like a, a seven out of ten. It, mm-hmm. Like, it left me feeling weird. I'm sure if I watch it again, I'll enjoy it more, but I'm not in any rush to watch it again. That was Ari. Come back to Earth, man. All right. Number six. We got Megan. Oh, that came out this year. Megan came out in January. Yeah. Wow. That was a, a super fun movie. Great concept. Great performances. Can't great plane movie. Great plane movie. Yeah, truly a great plane movie. I hope the sequel is even more violent and awful than the first one. Number five. Uh, reality. Uh, the HBO, the Max exclusive starring Sydney Sweeney as the uh, un- sort of unwilling uh, FBI informative. Not. No, she leaked news about the Russian in, uh, interference in the uh, 2016 election. Um, she was a uh, contractor for the NSA. But Sydney Sweeney, it, it's basically it blurs the lines between documentary and reenactment. It's incredible performances by everyone involved. It it's directly written from the transcripts, the interview transcripts. HBO Max, it's fantastic. It's an hour plays reality winner. Reality winner. Wow. Uh, super. I had no idea this. Movie. Wow, yeah. cool. I love City. Highly King. recommend. Number four. We're getting in the top five. Number Uh-oh. four. John Wick Chapter Four. Fucking wits. Fantastic. Yeah, it's uh, a great action movie. Can't wait to watch again. I'll be curious to see if there's a John Wick chapter five. We'll find out. Number three, infinity pool. This is oh. probably going to move up if, when I watch it again later in the year, but infinity pool, absolutely fan- 
fucking whips. And that's what I'm going to say for the next several movies. Infinity Pool, it's grotesque. The world building is incredible. It is psychedelic. It's gory. The performances are amazing and over the top. Uh, Mia Goth and Mia Goth. Alexander Skarsgård are two of the greatest treats in acting today. Uh, highly, highly recommend. I will uh, stand for Brandon Cronenberg for a long, long time. Number two. This is not tough to say, but it may be a little surprising for everyone because it's not an art house film. But it's Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. Wow. Uh, <laughs> Pretty hot. Brought, yeah. Brought tears to my eyes several times during the movie. I thought the performances were great. I thought the story was super fun. I thought it was done extremely well. Uh, the DCU is extremely lucky to have James Gunn. He has such narrative sensibilities, and his movies are always so much fun. But yeah, Guardians of the Galaxy, if you haven't seen it yet, highly recommend. It's the best thing Marvel's put out, I think, since Infinity War or Endgame. A high bar. Um, it's, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Is it actually uh, Quantumania? I haven't seen Quantumania, but I no imagine so. Yeah. <laughs> um, and number one, as you may uh, predict, Asteroid City. Uh, it's ah. Wes Anderson's I think it's his best since Moonrise Kingdom uh, it's very full of heart it takes a for folks who are either huge Anderson fans for you know different reasons than the rest of us or you're expecting like a conventional movie it's not that it's very unconventional it's very um, self effacing if that's a way, it's, that's a way to describe it but it, it doesn't really flow like a typical wes anderson movie but it examines why it doesn't and it's fascinating the performances are great it looks amazing it's super entertaining uh i can't wait to watch it again um but so far number one asteroids wow. we'll see how we end up at the ratties at the end of the year but right we now some, we got asteroids some heavy hitters coming out here pretty soon that I think we do flowers of the shadow moon or whatever it's called i think is going to be your uh they made a Yu-Gi-Oh card into a movie yep i'm thinking uh, the scorsese film Killer Moon. Yeah, Flowers of the Killer Moon. Um, Killers of Shadow, the Armor? Shadow Moon would be cool. Shadow, Shadow um, Moon sick. Yeah, that's Shadow Moon was cool. You gotta I, get in touch with Marty. Get, my, favorite can, can theory Marty about, my favorite theory about Wes Anderson and Asteroid City, I don't know if you guys saw this, is recently uh, Will Anderson did one of those, um, like, come into my uh, you know home office and see my movie collection and TV series collection sort of like thing for YouTube. And he pulled out um, the, the, t- the series collection of evangelion and he oh. was waxing poetic about how much he loved evangelion and someone said uh french dispatch is his pre uh evangelion film and asteroid city is his post evangelion film and uh is that true did it feel that way to you did it feel heavily in influenced? a way I, I suppose so yeah like french dispatch like he's already been playing with like format before but I think Asteroid City is where he does it best. The cast is just fantastic, but it does use in a way. Come Susser so. Todd, pretty pretty. It does, blatantly. yeah, yeah. Everyone's walking in slow mo at the end, and they just start playing Come Susser Todd. <laughs> just clapping. Um, okay, so really quickly, really quickly, we got to talk about this. Twitter's dying. We can go long. Um, we're we're biweekly. We can go long. We got we got to give That's these people true. what they need. Yeah, people are are clamoring. We we gotta you know fill those sure. diets. Feature. Sure. Let's be real. The uh, the Sean's twenty is gonna get or ten is gonna get cut down to top five. Um, just one. But just taking the top of Asteroid City. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We're just gonna keep the the Guardians of the Galaxy part in there. <laughs> uh, that's the part I liked. <laughs> uh, actually, I actually haven't seen I haven't seen that one. Yet. I'm gonna edit your top ten, and now it's just the ones I like. It's <laughs> you know, Tyler's top ten. <laughs> number one, Guardians of the Galaxy at number three. 
All right, number one. Well, let's, let's be real. My, my favorite movie of the year is that Black Clover movie that they just released on Netflix. <laughs> Talk about USA Network of uh, anime. Uh, moving on. Um, the monkey Yeah, like anime. I said, <laughs> tw- Twitter's dying. Uh, and there are so many freaking clones out there. Mastodon, I've, I'm never going to try that. Uh, we also have Blue Sky, which... Not popular enough to get an invite. Invite ha- only right now. I have heard some things about Blue Sky. Uh, I'm not going to oust my sources, but I've heard that uh, it's kind of wet blanket city. Um, so that's that's what I've heard yeah, about Blue Sky. because everyone from Twitter went there. <laughs> that's, yeah. That's fair. Uh, and I don't mean in that uh, conservatives are getting criticized on there. That's fucking awesome. And that's part of the reason why I'd want to get on there. Uh, I hear they're bl- wet blankets about other stuff like yeah. um, shit posting and all that, which is what, why you even have a Twitter clone if you can't shit post. Yeah. Uh, which brings us to threads, which just dropped yesterday. Um, we are recording this on Thursday, the 6th. Uh, I literally, Sean, I think you asked the day before, are you guys going to try threads? And I was like, I don't think so. And then I saw that you were doing threads and I was like, okay, I have to now. Um, so I think you were, you were before the million mark. I was at one and a half million when I joined, uh, now over, over 669,337. It's nuts. 60 million have already opened up a threads account, including like famous people and shit which is like what you need on your platform uh compared to twitter's 300 million active users so this is a pretty big competitor um i was pretty unimpressed when i first got on there there's only a for you page uh and um although it's it's started to kind of wean the for you page stuff off now that i'm starting to follow people um but uh i mean they they just started making this in january and they just dropped this in in july they said they're going to come up with the for you page and other kind of quality life stuff but this is the mvp the minimum viable product that's out right now and um i don't know will are are you gonna are you at at all interested in getting a threads i am excited to post uh as radish on whatever we decide to go to but (laughs) I'm I'm kind of thinking that that Will's solo days in the internet are, are, are coming to a twilight just because uh I don't know. I like I like radish. I like I like having this thing that we can point to. Uh I I I find myself becoming more and more John Sportswelder as I get older. I'm just like I don't want I would rather the stuff that I make be the things I can point to and not like myself. Mm. Uh sure. and maybe that's part of turning 30 is not wanting personal fame and just wanting people to leave me alone. But yeah, I'll, yeah. I, I'm excited to. But wherever has the most people, they can look at our product, look and look at our, our show and our, our silly jokes, and I can write stuff for that. I'm excited too. But I, I, I don't see myself signing up to put you know old, old Will's name out there. Besides, just you know, personal friends, maybe. Mm-hmm. Sorry, yeah, sorry I, for know, the wet blanket answer. No, yeah, no, you, no, it's on, totally you on Blue Sky over. Yeah, here. no, 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 like, no. I was, I was also like. If Twitter goes down, there's nothing else I want to join. But then I saw Threads was coming up, and I'm like, you know what? If I can dip on th- Twitter and just like have an app that's already integrated into, here's the thing. I'm gonna Will's coming in with the the wet blanket take sorta. I'm coming in with like the, hey boys, come on, join <laughs> Threads. Um, because I was like, you know what? I'm gonna try it. I've already got like you know a built-in following list sorta. Um, it's just followers list. It's powered by yeah, Instagram. It's just you like, can't have it unless it's powered you have an Instagram. by Instagram. So there's no like, hey, I'm on Loose Guy. Come follow me there. It's just like you join Instagram, you join Threads, and you're like, oh man, you already follow Sean. Do you want to see what he's saying about fish or his cat? And some people will say yes. And for that reason, I'm like, yeah, I'm fine being here and just like following not brands, getting ads or fucking weirdos on Twitter. I could just like do whatever here. It feels more like close knit. 
if that makes sense. Um, I, I, I know spent, the, in, the go ahead. Go ahead. I spent I so just, long making Instagram just people I knew in real life, though, and Twitter people I would never see in real life. So then yeah, to go yeah, like, yeah. pull the rug like that and be like, ah, now Instagram is the one you got to post on. I'm like, ah, yeah, people are my like personal. There, there's already there's already coworkers totally and family members who are following me there, and I'm like, oh, I can't I can't do be my this you can't do Twitter on on Threads, and yeah. it's it's a different yeah. audience. I mean, it's like it's it's you know it's Instagram people, you know, it's normies. It's not um, on the one hand, it's not weird. F- you know, LinkedIn fuckos, um, who are paying for their, you know, um, blue checks and stuff. But on the other hand, users on LinkedIn, (laughs) (laughs) shit, if you guys, I, I'm LinkedIn's another thing. I, I get depressed going on LinkedIn. Um, anyways, we got blue sky. I, I signed up to see if I could get, you know, cause I'm, uh, Sean's the gung ho guy. Will is the, I'm, I'm pulling myself back guy. I'm the, um, f- chronically dreadfully online, uh, guy. I was like legitimately pissed when Elon was like, mm, 600 tweets a day. I was like, you motherfucker. Do you know how I, much, how many tweets I read? Um, I never even got that. I never hit my rate limit. On I Twitter. hit it the first day and they, they immediately took it away the second day because everybody was bitching. Yeah. Or Elon messed up. There's a bunch of theories. Um, yeah. But I'm, I'm one of those guys who was like immediately when when Sean was like, oh, look, Threads is out. I was like, all right, I'm getting Threads. Yeah. It's going to be the same thing when Blue Sky Invite comes in. Um, it just it just seems like little quiet town, just like, oh, post whatever you feel like here. And I'm just like, eh, whatever. Then I'll do it. But if not, I'll just like kind of scroll through and just be like, ah, a lot of people talking about threads. Will it last? Fine. I think I think it, it has the most legs. Like it honestly. has the most legs for sure, especially with the, the user base. But like if it doesn't, then you know, I'm gonna take that as my sign. Just like, okay, like Twitter's going down. I can kill and myself. Then threads goes down. And then it's like, all right, cool. I could just live my life. It sounds great. <laughs> I, we'll see. I read a really good article today on was it The Verge? Maybe it was called like "Where Do We Go From Here?" And they said that like a lot of it. It was really it was pretty interesting because they said that like you know 2007, 2008, the early 2010s was all about getting as many people online as possible and making the internet going from this place of like forums and specialty sites and stuff like that to kind of like oh all your coworkers are here and how now because of like the economy and stuff, we're no longer, we're no longer just throwing spaghetti at a wall. We want to actually see stuff like see uh, returns on that. Now they're returning to the specialty sites and stuff like that, because just putting everyone on a, on a room together really isn't profitable. And so I'm, I'm fully embracing this return to weird specialized internet. Let's go back to Gaia online, maple story. All my friends will be there. (laughs) Damn, if everybody goes to Maple Story, I'm 100% there. That was the shit uh, talking about middle school. Um Yeah, I I don't know. I don't know. I I, I don't know how this is going to end. Uh just announced that Twitter's threatening to sue Meta for uh Threads being a carbon copy and I guess they hired some folks from Twitter to come over. Who knows what kind of NDAs they've signed and stuff like that. I don't know if there's any weight to it, but We'll see how this goes. We'll see how this plays out. I, you know, the the Town Square Forum is my favorite. Like, I, I don't go there to post. I mean, I, I make stupid posts and get three likes for it, but that's yeah. like where I get my news and shit. You know, that's that's where I've gotten my news for the past however many years, and you know, kept in touch and with friends and seen what celebrities think about things, people I like and admire think about things. So, um, I'd hate to see it go away, but also I'd hate to see four versions of it. That's like not good. <laughs> you know, that's that's definitely worse. So, I don't know. We'll see. We'll, we'll see, see as time goes on. 
But uh, on to lighter and, and happier news, um, Anime Expo this past week. Uh, did you guys see clips from that, from the crowd? Anime's like, that cool now. Looked, it is. It yeah. is. But there were so many people there that it was like, you got to find a bigger venue because that did not look fun. And that was in a convention center. And it was that slam packed. I'm like, damn, what did that room smell like? Um, they got to put uh, in the field. A lot of... A lot of yeah, honestly, a lot of good stuff, uh, interesting stuff, fun stuff is announced. Um, also, a lot of uh, weird stuff like uh, we, we we mentioned at the beginning the uh, the Suicide Squad Isekai. I know uh, our favorite Clark DeMarco, uh, friend of show, uh, was teasing an an Isekai that uh, that um, Adult Adult Swim. I don't know if it's Adult Swim or. Max. It's definitely Warner Bros. Since it's yeah. the Warner Bros. Yeah. properties, uh, teased uh, an isekai that you won't expect coming, and I surely didn't. Uh, the 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 teaser trailer didn't really give much other than um, Studio Wit's version of the Joker and uh, and Harley. Which honestly, enough for me. I'll catch episode one. This looks silly enough to 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 be. I'll see what's to going be interesting on. Interesting enough. Yeah, yeah. I got to see the size of the truck that hits them. <laughs> the whole suicide squad. <laughs> Into another world. That's a big truck. White <laughs> delivery truck while they're running to school with bread yeah. in their mouth. <laughs> exactly. So is yeah. it the Joker who gets isekai to like sort out online, or is it just some poor guy who wakes up as the Joker? Because I would know that would be fucking cool if it's like would a be group cool. of like seven kids <laughs> who get hit by a truck. No. <laughs> <laughs> their their bus gets hit. <laughs> but it's like yeah it's just like it's like all these people from our world get isekai'd into the fucking suicide squad world and like all of a sudden you're dead shot or i can only name three <laughs> suicide squad Slip members not. but <laughs> yeah, <laughs> if you're mushroom head or whatever and <laughs> just like show up and like, i'm in the, i gotta kill superman now i think that's kind of cool that would be fun. I that's not yeah. that doesn't look like what what it is. It doesn't. No. It, there's no indication of what the plot is. It it shows no. clips of dragons flying over a fantasy world in the sky. I yeah. assume that's probably where they're going to be going to. Um, but I don't know. So well, I, I I tasked us. Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Will. This is not t- tonight. Tomorrow night. This weekend. Uh, there is a another DC anime coming out. Uh. They've been doing it for a while. There was Ninja Bat Batman Ninja or Ninja Batman that came out a few yeah. years ago. There's which I think is also was, Isekai. I just read that was good in the same article that announced the Suicide Squad Isekai. There, there, What's the, one, the other one, Will? It's called My Life with Superman. It is a Lois Lane oh, and Superman slice on of life. Adult Swim. On Adult Swim. Oh. And it featured they posted a picture today of Superman putting his suit on. And he, it's an honest to God Sailor Moon magical girl transformation with the big S pops up. And it's and and it they're just they're just making anime with like Western characters, and I am kind of for it, and kind of just like okay, you you, you, well, you, you know guys doing this? Who, who? Our good friend Clark. Oh yeah, so, well, uh, he's yeah. not he's not making it. He would never make anything. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he just he just he just complains online about things that are better than him. Um, it, it's not punk rock to be an executive at Warner Discovery. I'm sorry. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. Uh, so I tasked us with coming up with, um, you know, if we're, if we're just doing any, actually, you know what? Let me take a step back. I think there's some people listening to Radish that don't know what Isekai means. Um, I'm shocked if, if there are, aren't. And this is this is my show and tell, so I have to give you some sort of educational, um, educational bit here. Uh, but Isekai is just like uh, the... English fictional term of portal fantasy, which if you don't know what Isekai means, you probably don't know what portal fantasy means. Both of them just mean <laughs> that if you are uh, in, in a piece of literature, if a character is plucked out of one world and put in another world and you get to see through their eyes what this world is and learn with them, 
what you know what they're dealing with here you got it's from alice in wonderland all the way up to um i feel like there's five to ten different isekai animes coming out every year uh, or every season i should say they're they're very very popular in japan which is probably why they're doing the suicide squad version of it um Mm. but i i tasked us to come with come up with our own doesn't have to be an anime it could be an isekai it could be a portal fantasy uh just just that sort of type of story what would be sillier or even stupider than a suicide squad isekai uh we're familiar with king arthur right Sure. The Arthurian, yeah. the legend of the sword and stuff, legend of the grail. Uh, who, yeah. who would fit in worse in King Arthur's court than none other than, than a Connecticut Yankee? Um, <laughs> I think that would be pretty silly. I, I hate to say it, I think that might be done before. I think it's the first one. Eighteen eighty nine. It's Civil War isekai. <laughs> that's 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 Which the painting in Pompeii. <laughs> The painting in Pompeii version of, of Isekai anime. Um, <laughs> I, I mean, if I got hit by a truck tomorrow, I would love to wake up as uh, a massive New York law firm's fixer and have to go take down a massive multinational um, corporation. Sean Michael Clayton, too. Michael Clayton Isakai. Sean's car yeah. explodes and he has to go be Michael Clayton, which is ironic when you think about it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, That'd be great. So Isakai is all about power fantasy, right? It's all about being like, man, I have to go to work and do stuff where like, I, I'm so good at RPGs. If only I was in the Final Fantasy world, then I would be so cool. And they get transported there and they're like, man, I was a loser <laughs> in real life. But now that I play video games, I'm really good, cool in this world. I think there yeah. should be a Western boomer version of that. Where a man eating a golden corral has a heart attack and wakes up in Yellowstone, the TV show, <laughs> <laughs> and he has to use he has to nut up or shut up about all of the Yellowstone. Like, here's what I would do if I was out there with Kevin Costner and the boys, and he has to like manage a ranch <laughs> and like shit in the woods. <laughs> yeah. See, I was also thinking of like not saying because I'm reading this, but I I have been not fantasizing a lot, but I have been, I have been fantasizing a lot about living life on the range while reading blood Meridian. I'm like, man, what if I just got isekai in a blood Meridian, but then that would be a holy terror and my life would be over. Uh, let's go to the road. It would be pretty. Exactly. (laughs) Uh, but thinking now of just like, okay, what, what sort of skills do I have that would be valuable in another world? I'm, I, I guess I would have to be transported to a world where all the characters are like, Oh, trivia about a song of ice and fire is our currency, <laughs> and I am so poor. When will the richest man arrive who knows a moderate amount of this sort of world? Or is just like, I'm good at IMDb trivia. Uh, it's like, we could only have someone who knows a lot about Michael Clayton, and then I, I'd be perfect. I guarantee you an anime about it will be out within the next two years. Um, there are so many different different kinds at this point. Um the one that I came up with is uh, how familiar are you with the cast of Wild Hogs? Very intimately. Okay, I could name two of them: Tim Allen, uh-huh. uh, JT, of course, uh, Martin Lawrence, William Forgot. H Macy. Forgot. Um, think they'd get Isekai into something like Speed Racer or Wacky Races or something. That that's what you would expect. From but the instead, wild hogs. they're going they're going to wake up on a farm as hogs, <laughs> and they're going to help the farm. They're going to help the farm overthrow their human farmer, hoping to create a society where animals are equal and free. Um, They're going to have to side either with the idealistic snowball hog or the (laughs) hard-headed Napoleon hog 
in how they're going to manage. It's going to be a comedy. It's going to be great. It's going to be shown in uh, seventh grade lit classes all over uh, the United <laughs> States. I thought you said Shonen seventh grade lit classes, like like the anime. <laughs> I, was like, I would love to go to a Shonen lit class. Yeah. You mentioned William H Macy. Uh, if I had to get Isekai into a uh, fictional universe, yeah. I would also do a William H Macy, which I would be with Boogie Nights. Oh man, <laughs> I would love to just be holding the microphone in a tank top with Philip Seymour Hoffman, not like, an, like not like an actor, just hanging out with John yeah. C Riley and Burt Reynolds and watching William H Macy kill himself. Just. <laughs> So you wouldn't want to be in the film. You would be isekai to be William H. Macy as he's filming. No, I don't want to be one of the film stars from Boogie Nights. I want to be in the production crew because that looks like a lot. It looks God. like a whole vibe there. God, I don't know. Have you seen Boogie Nights? Well, because everything really works out for everyone in the film crew. Well, or in the <laughs> cast, the cast. Uh, respectfully, I'm built different. Um, <laughs> the cast has it bad, even though it has kind of a bittersweet ending. But the film crew, I think, they're just enjoying being there. They're just getting water for Marky Mark. They're they're doing yeah. the camera. I guess they do. At some point, they do lose their jobs to the rise of video. But yeah, uh, I mean that. What industry doesn't have that? It's it's be, it'd be fun for a while. Go hang out with Alfred Molina and his weird firework house. Yeah. <laughs> hmm. I think the only William H. Macy movie that I would get isekai into would maybe Jurassic Park 3. <laughs> the what? worst one. I was trying to think. <laughs> I was trying to think of, but like all the other William H. Macy movies are like so sad. Like Fargo, it's, it's cold. It's not going to work out for you. Old and Magnolia. He was in Dougal. Everyone's sad. Dougal be good. I don't know what Dougal is. I think he was in Dougal. What is Dougal? It was like about that little, you know, wiry, you hairy dog. What, you could, you could literally tell me whatever you want to make up about Dougal, and I'll believe you. What the fuck is that? <laughs> you familiar with Pearl Harbor? And have you seen movies yeah, by Cuba Gooding so. Jr.? Oh man, if I could isekai it into like, a, oh, if only there were a fourth grader here who knows a lot about Pearl Harbor, they would save our whole lives. Sean, if I got be, Pearl, if I got isekai it into like December sixth, could have stopped it. I could have stop stopped it. He's like a James Cameron who has come out multiple times and has multiple different theories that he's researched on how he would have saved everyone on the Titanic, including parking the Titanic next to the iceberg and having everybody get out onto the iceberg. Oh, that is the wildest thing I've ever heard. Sean, mystery man. I could, I could, I could isekai myself into preventing. Well, my personal theory is that Malaysian Flight 370 never took off. And that's why we can't find him. But subscribing to the traditional theory, they got lost in the ocean. I could isekai myself and just be like, don't get on the plane. Don't do it. Uh, be like that lady. <laughs> I'm telling you. I don't give yeah. a fuck. Sean is not real. Is not real. Um, Sean, speaking of Marky that was Mark, me. Mystery Man, by the way. Marky Mark, I would, there's, there's a specific historical event I'd isekai him into to see if he'd nut up or shut up. <laughs> just saying. Taking him and Seth MacFarlane and swapping them. <laughs> they did take off. <laughs> did take off from Boston. It's weird how Seth MacFarlane, Mr. Beast, and Big Bird all have that one thing in common. <laughs> <laughs> what was Mr. Beast? It was supposed to be on that, that on that summer. The Ocean Gate sub. Oh, that's right. God. <sighs> what a world that would be. And that been. guy from uh, The League Wishes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Well, on that note... I, I think most episodes should end on a somber note about 9-11, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thank, well, thank you for listening to Radish. Never forget. <laughs> yeah.
we're we're into the first quarter of the total radish episodes folks so you know this is the tone we're setting for the remaining 750 episodes is that how many we got we're a quarter, of the, way the... There. <laughs> we're a quarter of the way there <laughs> wait we have to hit wano at 900 so yeah yeah is wano really 900 it's 900 i'm so yeah, close to wano you're almost there know. it's uphill it's a spoiler, like I guess. Like 8.30 right now. Yep. No, I like to know where I am in terms of uh, chapters. No, wow. Whole Cake's not super long, especially after the really long one you just came off of. I'm enjoying it so far. It's a it's a good time. There's a guy Toontown. in it that has a power that I originally thought Crocodile would have. And the payoff oh. from Crocodile all the way to this guy, I was like, damn, this guy does deserve it. But Crocodile, I think, also deserved it. I don't know if it's a power so much as physical deformity. <laughs> yeah. Crocodile. Big honker. Did I ever tell you my Crocodile theory and what I wanted? One. What I wanted yes. from Crocodile? Yeah, that he's got a got big, big one. Um, <laughs> well, that's understood. That's understood. He's got a hook hand. Of course he does. Uh, no, he's got a scar across <laughs> his face. He's got a scar across his face that I was convinced was going to open up like a crocodile mouth at some point. And when it oh, never yeah, did, yeah, yeah. I was so upset. I, I have, I have a lot of head, hook hand. I learned what head I don't know how I got was. this. <laughs> it was the first day of my dick. <laughs> I sprained it so bad they had to take it off. <laughs> I got the carpal tunnel. The, rec- the, uh, the recoil took too many fingers off that they couldn't sew back on. So I got, got inoperable carpal tunnels. <laughs> they had to cut it off. I had to use both hands and it broke them. It hangs so low I got a hook for a hand. <laughs> Don't ask me any more questions. <laughs> I, yeah, I, bet, great. I bet the hook hand would be really nice to hold it while you pee. Kind of cold. That's what I'd I would, cold? I would yeah. heat it up beforehand. I'd let it run under the water. <laughs> Just run under the water. <laughs> Sit on it. It feels like someone else is holding it. <laughs> yeah, put put it in between your legs and warm it up. Uh, that reminds me. Um, the uh, <laughs> what is happening? y'all ever see that? Y'all ever see the MTV show Next? Yes. We keep talking about piss. It's, this isn't about piss. This is about got nothing to do with piss. between your legs to warm them. Um, we promise you, it's nothing to do with piss. Next was that MTV show where everybody sat on a bus, yeah. and they got off and went on a date with someone, and then they'd say, next, yeah. when they decided, yeah, but there'd always be three factoids about them. And one factoid for this one gal was, I warm all of my M&Ms between my legs before I <laughs> And I felt so sick, I vomited when I saw that. I don't know why. I don't know why. The thought of that, to me, at, what was that, middle school or some shit, I was like, that is disgusting. <laughs> fun fact, fun fact. All right, let's end it for real this time. Um, let's end it. Yeah, I've been Tyler. You can find me on threads at Hey Tyler Mink. And um, I remember I remember seeing the Hey Tyler Mink followed you. And I was like, finally, I've got access to Tyler's normie Instagram account that he won't let us see. But no, it was just you change your name. Oh. You thought I had like a burner Instagram account or something like that? Yeah. No, I thought we have been following your burner account for all. Um, In fact, you had like a, hey, guys, going out golfing this weekend account for yeah. like work friends and people over there. But hopefully it turns into that. I'm, I'm, yeah, that's been my Twitter. I'm Will. I'm on Twitter at Will from Radish. After that, who knows? <laughs>
Uh, I'm Sean. You can find me at Sean M. Barry on Letterboxd. I'm, I'm trying to keep up with all the, the movies I watch. I watch Jaws, again, an annual tradition on July 4th. Still whips. I think it still might be my favorite Spielberg. Next to Minority Report. I don't know. I got to watch that again. Soon. Wild two choices. <laughs> Minority Report fucking whips, man. I stand by Minority Report. Well, is that it? <laughs> see you next year. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> next time you see me, I'll be married. That's not true. Boo!